Greetings, survivors. This is a communication from Dab Meat headquarters. If you're alive, I want you to fucking pop your flare guns off and let everybody know that there's a new fucking episode on the street. Go to fucking download it. Or open your windows and yell something racist. <laughs> let us know you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the uh, the Philly version of that Italy video where everyone's singing. <laughs> you open the window, everyone's like, mother <laughs> <laughs> You can barely hear them over the reggaeton down on the streets. Would it kill them to use a crosswalk? <laughs> Man, what a setup, man. We had to improvise tonight. We uh, ended up back at Tim's house, and this is where we're recording it. And we have the comfiest setup ever, man. Like, I feel like I'm at the Bunny Ranch right now. Yeah, dude, if I get a second camera, this will be the, the Twitch setup. This will be the guests. This will be the live This will be the live stream. I got a fucking cat sleeping right behind me. I didn't think it would come together this nicely. It's hard to appreciate without a visual. Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to get too deep into the comfort, dude, but we're, we're hunkered down. Dude, we need this, comfort. This fucking rules, man. This is, this is probably what it feels like to be a quadriplegic. Mm. This is like if they installed a lazy boy at Auschwitz. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, th- that's that's mean. That's just a mean joke. I don't like it. I want to take it back. <laughs> we had to get dinner before this, and we went to uh, our first idea was to go to Chinatown, dude. I just because I'm sick of people making racist decisions in the wake of the coronavirus by staying inside. I think it's racist, and I don't participate in that. So. We went to my favorite Korean barbecue. It was delicious, man. It was delicious. And then as soon as we walked outside, a 60-year-old Chinese lady open-mouthed sneezed right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a fun podcast. <laughs> we'll see you guys on the other side. It's over. Already feeling a little feverish. <laughs> this is good tea, though, man. This is going to right the ship. Yeah, this is premium tea. We're drinking premium tea with honey. Doing everything we're supposed to do. We got ginger ale for days. This isn't going to kill us. Dude, I'm still marveling at the size of that turd in your toilet. (laughs) It's like somebody dropped fucking Thor's hammer into the toilet. Hmm. It looks like a discounted potato because it's so (laughs) (laughs) It looks like something from Charlotte's Web. That's awful. Can you imagine? I have to live like that every day. (laughs) That a fucking child might leave an asteroid shit. (laughs) Just chilling. (laughs) Crusting water in my toilet. Dude, I tried to flush it, and it it hung onto the sides of the toilet like a dog that didn't want to get a bath. Uh, <laughs> Mike came to the top of my steps. Um, we're sitting in the living room right now. He came to the top of the steps. He was like, "Hey Tim, could you come here for a minute?" <laughs> Which is it's not it's not something you're typically trying to hear from a grown man who just left the bathroom. And I went up, and uh, sure enough, dude, my my fucking nine year old laid it down. <laughs> and, <laughs> Didn't alert anyone that there was a plumbing issue. This is a regular occurrence, dude. You saw the size of the fucking popsicle stick I keep up there. <laughs> I have to keep a, a size of a, a stock of oversized popsicle sticks in my bathroom to deal with the damage this kid's doing. Yeah, that stick looks like you mix spackle with it. <laughs> did I did I tell you that I this is karma? Have we talked about this before? No. What did you used to do? I didn't do shit. Well, when I was uh, like a teenager, we were on this uh, local music message board. Me and everybody I knew, and there was this band, Efforts Made, and I don't feel bad saying the name because I just, if anyone recognizes this reference, this is incredible. There's this band, Efforts Made, and there are these two twins in it, and uh, they were known for, like, anytime someone made, like, an internet post, and this is, like, 2003, anytime someone made a post about, like, a show coming up, they'd be like, whoa, it'd be cool if Efforts Made could play this, or, like, Efforts Made should play this. Fucking like, nerds. Yeah. I mean, we deal with people in comedy like that now. They're way worse. But... um. 
they they got made fun of because someone was like, yo, by the way, I know these guys. And when they were kids, they had to keep a... Oh, man, I want to get this right. I don't remember if it was a poop knife or a poop fork. They kept <laughs> they kept a poop fork or... I think it was a fork. Yeah, I remember because it was all, everyone was always talking about fork and poops. <laughs> like These dudes kept a fork, a, a poop fork in their bathroom because their parents forked their poop every time they shit. <laughs> and these dudes never lived it down. Those dudes exited my periphery without ever living down the poop fork thing. They made it into adulthood, taking shots for poop fork. So now this is my karmic upright. This is, this is it. This is the balancer. Now they have a plumbing business. I'm, I'm forking my son's poops now. <laughs> the shat's in the cradle. <laughs> Dude, don't start. Don't start. Don't start already with that. Dude, I, f- I think I might have even talked about it on the cast before, but um, I fished a turd out of the toilet when I worked at Little Caesars because <laughs> I didn't want the girl that, the attractive girl that I work with to mm, yeah, know that I pooped because the toilet wasn't flushing properly. So I just, I grabbed it with my bare hand, threw it in the trash, went back to work. You're fucking wild, dude. Yeah, man. You're fucking wild. I One time when I was a little kid, like, young enough that my dad would have to put me in the bath and then come back. Like, that, like, maybe, like, post-toddler, earliest memories time. Right? Yeah. I fucking took a shit while I was in the bathroom, <laughs> and uh, I panicked. Well, I think it was, I think it happened because I just didn't want wet butt on a toilet seat. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna let this one go. Uh-huh. And then I guess that was when I learned that, like, solids don't go down, like, drain uh-huh. Or like you know bathtub drains, so I with my bare hand I took it out and I put it on the floor. Ooh. I a little bit of a reach, it would have gone in the toilet, but I put it on the floor. Now looking back on it now, I, I I'm I'm like trying to feel my memory, and my my memory feels that I was it was an act of rebellion. I was just like, dude, I put poop wherever I want. Yeah, and to this day, sense. I still see to my dad's face the the when he walked in and saw that shit on the floor. <laughs> I can still see that in his eyes when he looks at me. Why didn't you pick it up after the coast was clear and it was ready to, uh, what's the words I'm looking for? There, I, I could have done anything I wanted. I was in there by myself. But it was just rebellion. I was like, fuck this, dude. Don't put a shit on the floor. Yeah, man. Three and a half years old. I've, I've been around long enough to know what's what. This shit's going on the floor. That's a bold move, man. St- yeah. Dude, I've been eating, not eating, but drinking green smoothies the last four days. And it's like a fucking Fourth of July fireworks spectacular coming out of my butthole. It's like now. sitting on a rocket. Yeah. Mm. Good for you, dude. I like it, man. Because normally it's it's like shitty food induced diarrhea, but now I have actual healthy diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> the diarrhea that got into it's like good cholesterol, bad cholesterol. I got good diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I got doctor approved diarrhea. Yeah, but you, I, I, I got to drape myself in fucking plastic like I'm at a Gallagher concert. <laughs> Because I was, I was, oh, god damn, I got two cats now. This is the setup, man. I, I, I probably look like an Indian god right now. Yeah, you look, you, you're giving off a vibe of one. Wow, you look like you should be made of gold. Don't let her lick the mic, dude. She's disgusting. <laughs> Get her away from that shit. Get her off the air. <laughs> <laughs> She's got some wild ideas about who really did nine eleven, and I'm just not trying. I don't want to catch the flag for it, dude. I'm willing to give anyone a platform, but when she starts talking about fucking Puerto Ricans. <laughs> oh, man, not uh, poop related, but fart related on Twitch today, man. I was I was really fucking crestfallen when I found out that I missed a fart. <laughs> you didn't miss a fart. It wasn't a real fart. We were on the uh, 
every dude every time i do a twitch stream i'm stupefied by the shit that i don't know about it but i was playing with uh my fucking one dog kalo we were playing rocket league high level action all day it's just the two of us and we couldn't get it together man we couldn't get the fucking wins chained together it was a win here losing streak win there and uh, i'm just i don't tilt dude i don't i don't go into the cave when 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 shit gets dark i'm like dude we just need to buckle down focus on what we're doing right fix what we're doing wrong and he's like i don't know man like uh this is getting pretty hard and so i heard he didn't hear i don't know how to set this i don't know how to tell the story without me sound like a retard go to my twitch twitch.tv slash tim butterly uh i actually know because i don't even know at what point in the three-hour stream it was but uh i heard what was very clearly knowing what i know now it's even funnier i heard what was very clearly the fart of a dude who was sitting in a desk chair and like <laughs> lifted one cheek and farted. I can imagine the room. I can see the room from the sound the fart made. And it sounded like exactly like it was picked up by like a gaming headset. Wow. And I was immediately like, dude, did you just, did you put the microphone on your butthole and fart? <laughs> and he didn't hear, he didn't hear it and he didn't do it. And he was like, what? And I started losing it. And I, the chat started making f- like jokes about it, and then I heard it again, and I was like, "Dude, you are you, you cannot stop farting, and you're either lying to me about it or you're <laughs> you're doing like a bit about farting. Stop it!" And I it it broke up the team, dude. It, it wow. destroyed our dynamic. And it turns out that on Twitch you can buy like bits and do like AOL chat room sounds on this like it makes them pop up in the stream and I don't know how it gets to my headset but my boy Scott was uh sending fart sounds into my head my into my game and I was I was tearing this dude apart for farting <laughs> and it's the it's the dumbest trick that I've ever fallen for in my entire life <laughs> but I mean in your defense dude it was the most convincing fart it was an insane fart because of how believable and realistic it was. Dude, where else can you buy farts? <laughs> you got to that's dark web stuff. <laughs> buy a jar of them. Dude, as soon as I got in the chat today, somebody was like, "Randy, you just missed the best fart." Mm-hmm. And I wanted to fucking kill myself. It was the best. Was... Say what you want about me, but I do not miss farts. No, sir. I, I think might that's miss... why you signed on. Dude, I might miss kids' birthdays, but no farts. Yeah, you've never called out of farts. <laughs> no days off. Dude, going back to your jar thing, dude, I've fantasized about that about. Like, there's nights, you know there's nights where you're just in the fucking zone? Mm-hmm. And with the nature of farts, they're basically just moments in time. Yeah. It's just an experience, and that's part of what adds to the beauty of farts, is they can only be experienced, and you can't repackage it. It's not like a fucking video. It's like, I got Godzilla on my phone. Look, we can watch this together. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love most about farts. But there, there's times where you're just on one and you think, man, I wish I had a bunch of mason jars right now that I could fart into, put them down the basement on the shelf. And when the holidays roll around next year, just open them up in a turtleneck. Go down into the fart cellar. Yeah. And just think about moments past. Ah, uh, yes, a Pika's 2019. <laughs> you blow the dust off of it. <laughs> I'm going to try that. You take it up to your family, drape it over your forearm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a squeaker. It it pairs well with candy. (laughs) What's your favorite kind of fart? 
Ooh, don't do that. I like kind of like a high pitch, not squeak, but like a high cranker that you sustain for a while. Mm. Like, yeah. You just start on the cat. Yeah, I like I like a sustained lawnmower. Yeah, that's a good one. What about you? Dude, all-time fart. I don't even know that I could replicate this with words, but when I was a kid, some of my favorite experiences were going to the movies with my dad because he was just utterly obnoxious in every sense of the word. But a big part of that obnoxious, obnoxiousness was the magnitude of his farts in crowded movie theaters. Did you have to move, leave a movie? I feel like you told me about this recently on here. It became so uncomfortable that I wanted to leave. <laughs> Pe- people would like look back. People would say, like, oh, come on. But he would just fucking... He would do, like... It's the position you get into like when you're doing dips at the gym where, like, triceps yeah. fully extended, like, ass off the seat and just fucking ripping. That puts a good uh, constriction on your sphincter. He knew that. what he was doing, man. That's like when those dudes hold that thing at the end of the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they're cupping it on and off it's Fucking Louis Fartstrong <laughs> But he would rip dude And he would hold nothing back too And one of my mo- some of my most vis- vivid memories As a kid Would be going into my parents room And my dad would leave his underwear on the floor all the time And there would be multiple pairs of underwears With literal shit in them Jesus Christ dude <laughs> Yeah man That was like an ultimate dad thing just shitty underwear. You're like, not a dad until you just shit in your underwear all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rite of passage. Your fucking wife's ragging on you in front of the kids, and like you can't be bothered. You work too goddamn hard. <laughs> what do you want me to keep shit out of all of my underwear? Impossible, Marie. Yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want me to wipe, Annette? <laughs> I ha- you know, it, it's kind of sad, and this is why I think he might be close to death, is because I haven't heard him fart in a while. That's the first thing to go. Like I, yeah, with, with white guys, their farts go. With black eye, black guys, they get like the soupy eye. Yeah, you know, like when the eyes get. Yeah, yeah, that's how you know a black kids like close to death. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I might have to get a coin ready, like in his casket. If they bury him face down, I put it over his butthole so he can navigate the afterlife. You can't tell when Puerto Rican dudes are about to die, by the way. <laughs> up until the day they die, they could be 109 years old. Up until the day they die, they will be working on a car laying on the ground <laughs> and and just fed up with all the young dudes not keeping up. <laughs> I've seen it. Hmm? I live it. Oh, my favorite is when Puerto Rican dudes don't get buried. They just get positioned in the corner of the room like Instead they're playing spades or something. <laughs> Dude, what, what? how would you want to be positioned? Um... Fuck, that's a good question. Uh, Game and chair. That would be good I, for you. I've, I, I've thought for a long time I'd love to impact on something. Like, I'd like to be launched at something. Hmm. Don't position me anywhere, dude. Send me. Yeah. I, I could see that. What about you? Right off the top of my head, at a specific bus. <laughs> because I had a job back in, like, uh, 2009. Uh, a job that I fucking hated, working with badass kids. I would get done work every night at 6.30, just fucking fried. Luckily, luckily there was a bar across the street from the bus stop, so I would go in and have like four beers before it was time for the bus to come. So I got done work at 6.30. The bus wouldn't come till like probably like 7.45. However, I was always at the mercy of whether or not the bus driver was staring at his phone as he was driving because if he was staring at his phone, he wouldn't see me standing there at the bus stop, and I would have to wait until an hour later when he came back again 
and hope that he was looking up from his phone at that point too. So funny. There were nights where like he would miss two rounds of me waiting on the corner there because he was staring at his fucking phone. So do you ever think of like throwing shit at him as he was driving by? Uh, now yes. Back then I was just typical white guy. Like hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey now, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to have my body launched into the front of that fucking bus while he's staring at his phone. Yeah, it'd be cool to leave a crater somewhere. In front of a septa bus would be cool. One time, uh, uh, the, the bus used to like fly up Frankfurt Ave, and a friend of mine just threw a uh, an unopened soda can. <laughs> he didn't throw it at the bus. He threw it so that the bus would hit it. Like He tossed it over his shoulder so the bus would hit the soda can. Exploded all over the windshield. Bus slammed on the brakes. That fucking ruled. <laughs> Did he get out and yell? Yeah, it was, you know. We spent all of our childhood just getting chased by adults for doing extremely illegal shit, <laughs> not having any idea that it was like why. Like now, I'm like, yeah, it was pretty fucking cool. Back then, I did not know how much trouble you could get in. We got in this. I the statute of limitations is probably up, but a friend of ours worked at a uh, a pool. He was a lifeguard at one of the city pools. I won't say which one. Who knows what neighborhood I'm even talking about? But he was just taking chlorine so that we could mix it into soda bottles and then close them up and they would explode oh my god yeah just the carbonation in the bleach i guess did it or you might have to shake it up and i don't know if there was a third additive but i I must have told this before but we we did it with a two liter bottle uh outside of a different playground than the one he worked at and it exploded and it created such a chlorine cloud that the fire department showed up and they were going i i know i told the story before dude that's how mountain dew code red was invented That's yeah. wild. This is like a recap of like the last like month of stories that we've told on the podcast. <laughs> this is what you get, dude. We're, we're we're like I said, we're hunkered. We're out. Here. We're broadcasting the survivors out there. It's time to build a new society. Are you ready for it? There was one time where me and my friends got caught doing something. We lived by a Sears, and there was this giant like parking lot. It was like a four story parking lot, and we were throwing rocks off the top level on the cars down below. Not big rocks, but like enough to where it probably would have caused an accident. You're digging them. Yeah, and then at one point, these two fat security cards came, one from the top and one from the bottom of the stairs, so we were cornered, and they brought us in for questioning, and I didn't fold. No? But I remember distinctly the one guy's like, so who's your teacher at St. Alice? I was like, Mrs. Pauly. He's like, yeah, I know her. And at that point, I was just like, oh, my God, I want to fucking die right now if Mrs. Pauly finds out. I was throwing rocks off a of Sears parking lot. But You're going to get the... The mythical demerit for shit that happened outside of school. Yeah, man. They were playing good dork, bad dork. <laughs> and bad dork was fucking winning the fight against me, man. Oh, man. Is your family sick at all? Uh, No, we were sick a few weeks ago. So we probably had it. I beat it. I had it yeah. and beat it. I'm certain. Yeah. Basically, it's like if you had a serious upper respiratory infection, you had COVID. I, I had it. I beat yeah. it. It's over. I'm still feeling it. <laughs> I might not make it. <laughs> I was, I was, I've been bitching for weeks about how my corny-ass doctor hey, he wouldn't give anything. Wouldn't man. help me. He didn't even care. He didn't care that I was sick. Man. But I fucking survived, dude. Now look at you, hanging out with Chinese ladies who are open mouth, open mouth coughing. Yeah, I'm fucking dead. I'm one million percent dead. She was... Multiple sneezes too. Just every every nine or ten feet, she would stop and ah, 
She was coughing with the ferocity of a dude throwing beads at a lady at Mardi Gras. <laughs> like, <laughs> man. When we saw that happen, I made the worst joke I'll ever make. And I'm going to repeat it here, and then it's, this isn't real. This is this is a hypothetical joke that may have happened, and I'm not. I, I don't judge it to be good or bad either way. But when she was doing that, I immediately told Mike to imagine, uh, like this takes out every person on Earth, and the, <laughs> the last person to die is just some old Asian dude, and with his like dying gasp, he's like, "Me so sad." <laughs> then he gives up, and that's the end of humanity. It's all over. Or it's like carved into a rock. <laughs> it's like the Chinese Brooks was here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let them know me so sorry. <laughs> I only made I that you know what that was a terrible mean joke to make. Very but funny. it made me feel better about this lady shooting boogers into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got two weeks off, buddy. Congratulations. Thank man. you, man. I earned it. Oh, I'm working from home for a couple. Of, I don't know. <clears throat> Haven't been told how long. Yeah. What do you got planned? I'm actually I got a serious amount of work to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm going to work on my goals, dude. I'm upgrading my tech setup. Obviously, you're feeling the benefit right now. Dude. I love it. Dude, it feels like Rogan. This is Doesn't it? Yeah. Mary Jo, pull that up. <laughs> Not going to work. She's going to hate that. How you been doing with goals? How have been doing with goals? Yeah. Hmm. I would say we're doing great. I'm doing great. I'm, 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 every time I get discouraged, I get right the fuck through it. And a big part of that is, uh, not kidding. Fucking, I get hit, hit up by different dogs every day. Yep. Like, yo, you dudes are doing a good job. It could be as simple as that. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm not quitting. Kind word carries you a long way, man. It does, man. It feels great. There's there's no social distancing, dude. It's physical distancing. We're yep. not socially distancing. Yeah, that's a good point, Shit. man. We're out there. I don't fucking leave the house anyway. Nothing's changing <laughs> for me. I work from home as much as I possibly can already. I'm gonna uh, all week. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna try to do lunchtime streams on Twitch. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick, right? Give you. I mean, you know. I don't know how many people are out there just fucking about to hold themselves up, but hopping in that fucking chat every day is going to be fun as shit. Yeah, man. I'll be on there with you. Play some video games. Maybe even not. Maybe just watch some fucking cool videos. That was a good one, dude. That was a good too. <laughs> I hope that picked up. <laughs> nah, Ooh. that one didn't. That was, an after, that was an aftershock. Yeah. Barely a tremor. But yeah, so I here's the thing about the upcoming uh, quarantine. No one's getting fat. We're not letting anyone get fucking yeah, fat. Yeah, fuck that dude. shit. This is the, we talk a lot of shit about doing the one punch man daily during quarantine. Everyone's doing one punch mans. I don't care if it's first thing in the morning. I don't care if it's after you have your coffee, hundred pushups, hundred sit-ups, hundred squats every single fucking day. I live in an abandoned, uh, factory district district. I'm going for a run. I'm not going to be around other people. I'll do it. No one's getting fat. No, there's no excuse. Oh, I couldn't go out. You know what? Now you have even more control over what you eat every single day because you're not going to be tempted by driving by McDonald's or smelling a Burger King or stealing kids' socks out of the Chick-fil-A Playland. 
That's where home. I fall apart, dude. Just <laughs> a long feet. day, just driving home. <laughs> Kids' socks. <laughs> Fast food restaurant play areas have a scent that might be my least favorite thing in the entire world. That foot stink. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. No, sir. I remember putting up with it as a kid, too. Like, dude, I need to get in that fucking ball pit. Yeah, you know what, dude? Even the the cum trees are more pleasant than that. You know, I can't smell those. What? Yeah. I can't smell cum trees, and I can't smell cum. Is it because... No! Really? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. Could it be all the concussions? I can't remember ever smelling cum. Mm-hmm. I never knew that about you. Yeah, dude. It's, I mean, I don't like to bring it up. It's kind of a sore spot. Can you taste uh, it? <laughs> I don't know, Mike. Can I? <laughs> you ever taste your own? Uh, like in passing, yeah, yeah. Never like with a <laughs> eyedropper. About <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you look like you sampled. <laughs> yeah, I had a uh, what do the, they call it? A flight when you go to a brewery. <laughs> But yeah, dude, I remember I uh, I put some on the back of my thumb when I first started jerking. Man, I was a real pig, and uh, I did that. Uh, stick your tongue out a little bit just to get it on there, and instantly it was like, "How do ladies do this?" <laughs> Golly, <laughs> I am a pussy man, but I am not a cum man. <laughs> no, Mamma mia. <laughs> Isn't that how people, the, the motion that you did was how people will lick the salt off their hand when yes, they're drinking yeah. tequila? Yeah. yeah, like you're doing shots, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you see these ladies, like dogs getting hit with the hose, <laughs> snapping at it. <laughs> Not for me. Not for me, I'll tell you that much. Dude, I, I'll never forget. a lady drinking like a dog drinking out of a hose. <laughs> Dude, did I ever tell you about um when I when I first came in my wife's mouth? Um, you know what? You're gonna have to be more specific. All right, because I I don't know this. I I feel like I've heard a lot of these stories. Well, I was getting my dick sucked uh, on her grandpa's floor. <laughs> yes, I've heard this story. Yeah, and I just didn't know that like you should give a heads up, and I just blasted her, and it was like she just jumped up and ran to the kitchen. And I was just. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. When when you when you see somebody hacking up your cum into a trash can, you know it's love. <laughs> man, that was heartwarming. That I can't believe you can't smoke cum, man. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, it's definitely an experience. It's like it. It really. It's it's like two cups of coffee. <laughs> I'm up. Yeah, it seems like an enjoyable waft. I just, you know, I'll never know. Man. Maybe someday they'll have a procedure for guys like me who can't smell cum, but until then, dude, I just got to live this way. Oh, man, I got a Rocky Dennis it to you. Remember how he was with Laura Dern, like teaching her colors? I've never actually watched that movie. Oh, you got to watch it. It's actually a good movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. one of those things where, like, my parents thought it was weird and would turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching a lot when I was a kid. We didn't have it, but I had an aunt who had fucking Showtime and Prism. And it was like, this is fucking awesome. Because yeah. the content, especially on Showtime, was great. It was just fucking movies around the clock. 
I, sometimes I miss Showtime softcore stuff, man. Yeah, you could beat to that. That was the shit. Yeah. Just porking with drapes blowing. Fucking rule, dude. Everyone looked like Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> and uh, even the ladies. <laughs> Louise Diamond, Diamond Phillips. Phillips. <laughs> he was great. He was actually in a very scary movie. Did you ever see The First Power? No, I never heard of it. It's a really creepy movie. It's about like a uh, Satanist serial killer in Los Angeles, and he's a detective. Right up your alley. Yeah, it was perfect, man. And he gets him. And there's one part that's like really super creepy is like the guy kidnaps a lady and he's got her in a cave in a park and he's saying the Our Father backwards. Still creeps me out just mm. thinking about it. Yeah, it's very creepy. Damn. But I could use a good scary movie right now. Lou Diamond. I watched The Mist with my kids. I still haven't you ever seen, seen The that. Mist. No, you told me about it though. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. I, I might watch it. it over this break, man. Worth it. Yeah. I'll check it out, man. Yeah. Dude, Lou Diamond Phillips is like. What every ant wants in a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. what every ant like wants. Blue to Diamond like... Phillips and every '90s baseball player. <laughs> that's how. That's that makes your ant slippery. A good head of hair. <laughs> oh my god, head and shoulders, thick mustache, <laughs> weird shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we should do a poll to find out what makes ants wet now. Oh, God, could you imagine? But ants are like normal ladies now. Like back then, like ants, they had a definitive period. Yeah. Like now you could look at a normal lady on the street and be like, oh, nice to meet you. And she's like, oh, I'm an ant, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So, wow, I had no idea. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, back in like fucking when we were growing up, it's like you see a lady in fucking black tights and like an Eeyore hoodie. It's just like, all right. Full-time ant right here. Dude, you know what was making me laugh this week was, uh, with obviously, the fucking healthcare system getting stretched to the limit. The, the healthcare system's getting gaped this week. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, when you're in the hospital, either for, like, uh, delivering a baby or visiting a sick relative, there's always, like, a family member who's a nurse at a different hospital that comes. Oh, God. Have we talked about this? No. Oh my god! And they're always like trying to—they're always like trying to give you the lowdown, and it's always either they're just repeating the last thing the doctor said, but it's like coming from the—you know what? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's always like a gin. <laughs> it's always a gin. They're still in their scrubs from their other job. They come in, they start like looking at shit, like picking up the chart, like what are they doing with this? Twenty-five milligrams. I, I'm gonna have to go say something. Like they're constantly <laughs> gonna go say something to one of the nurses that are working. None of them want to hear it. If someone did this at their job, they'd be like, "This is a, we'd have to fight. It's a fight outside. <laughs> What's he die? What you don't want, Doctor Jeremy Michaels in here? What, you you know you should could call. And then it's like they're gonna call a different doctor to come in. It's like never ever works out. <laughs> God, dude, I love being in the hospital, man. What's long as you ever been in the hospital? Uh, a couple of days, dude. I I was like Tupac the one time, man. Uh, when I had my first back surgery, I was so mad. Primarily because my wife didn't come with me. She's been a real twat. <laughs> so I had my parents with me. And they were like sending me back to my room. And the lady was being a real twat too. And I was fucking starving. And I was like, can I please get something to eat? She's like, I don't know. She's like, at best I can get you a ham and cheese sandwich. And I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> so I just got up and like I left. And I remember being in the back of my parents' car. Laying down thinking about how angry I was at my wife. And like the news broke that Jerry Sandusky just got convicted. <laughs> and I was like, finally some good news. <laughs> 
but then when I went back for my second surgery, like it was like five weeks later, it was fucking incredible, dude. I had the sweetest nurses on earth. And I remember I brought a book about Walt Disney with me because I love Disney, man. And I was sitting there reading it like whacked on painkillers. And I had the sweetest nurse in the world. She sat there and she was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. She was asking me questions about it. I was like, I don't ever want to leave this hospital. But then, of course, I was like discharged like six hours later. But yeah, man, I love the hospital. You'd be a good vegetable. I would, man. I'm. Uh, that's what I'm shooting for. <laughs> I'd. I'd be a. You should go boating more. <laughs> I feel like boating dudes always end up a vegetable. Yeah. I could use a, a, a nice customized halo. Oh, dude, what about that uh, Philly fanatic mural we saw? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, on the way here we saw a Philly fanatic mural with him letting a balloon up to the heavens with Roy Halladay's name and number on it. Roy Halladay is like my favorite. Oh, he was one of my favorite players, and I was super bummed to see him die. But also my favorite sports death. Yeah. Like whacked cool. on fucking pills, just crashing a fucking DUI in a, a fucking plane into the ocean. Yeah. What about, who was, did Sonny Bono die skiing, or did he just get hurt? He skied into a tree and died, right? Uh, that's a good question, man. I can look it up. I'm not gonna. I don't think he died. Well, I'm pretty sure he died, dude. Hand me my phone. I'll look this up. Pretty sure I I, I remember because at the time I was like, ah, that rules. <laughs> yeah, fucking cat. Dude, I feel like every time there's I move, two there's, cats. More cats. there's only two cats. Ow. Um, let's let's look there. So that ruled, and my when we saw that, it reminded me of my favorite. You don't remember Sky King? I do not know. If you don't know Sky King, look it up on YouTube. I, it was probably a pretty big internet thing. I'm not telling any. I don't think I'm telling anybody anything about new or about anything new but um sky king was a dude who wanted to kill himself so he went onto like a private airfield or something stole a small plane got it off the ground flew it around for a while and killed himself oh and that's the, the way to do it yeah the whole time like the local airport air traffic control was talking to him or like the police or something they're like look man we can land we can help you land this thing we can get you out of this and he the whole time he's just like Nah, I'm good. I'm just going <laughs> to take this thing out for a spin, then uh, I'll probably just ditch it and you know, blow myself up. They're like, please don't do it. He's like, I get it. I This is just this is exactly what I want to do. Please. And they're like, okay, well, th- you can't do it. Th- please don't do this. <laughs> He's like, it's so laid back. Doing fucking loops and shit. Trying to, he was trying to do tricks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Man. It's it was it. I, the only sad part about it is that I don't want to be the second person to do that. Nah, yeah, he fucking ruined you know? it for everybody. Yeah, good for him though. That's the way to go, man. And yeah, sure enough, he fucking blew that plane up on the ground. <sighs> Skiing in a tree seems kind of lame compared to that, but uh, yeah, at least glue a fucking snowboard to your feet like a real man. So he died in 98. Wait, he was a congressman? I forgot that. That's where he went wrong. Where's his fucking death? It'd be fucked up if Wikipedia showed how you died next to where it was. (laughs) No? He's only 62? Man. Here we go. Death. This is building up. This better be good. Yep, there we go. J- died on January 5th of injuries occurred incurred when he hit a tree while skiing. But was it the same day? Lake Tahoe. Or th- did they just lead to his death? Uh, dude, he died from hitting a tree. I don't know. 
There's two. They. This is an exceptionally long death section in someone's Wikipedia. Yeah, dude, skied into a tree and died. Wow. Hard not to imagine like the ski furry guy from old computers <laughs> just flattening it out on a tree. You ever go skiing? Yeah, I went one time in like eighth grade. You like it? Immediately trying to hit jumps and shit. Yeah, it was awesome. I've never been back. Oh, dude, I chaperoned a field trip one time, whacked on perks when we went fucking snow tubing. <laughs> it was heaven. You were born to say snow tubing, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, it rules. Kind of, I always wanted to go snowboarding. Yeah, I've never went. We got to do it this winter. We're running out of time. Probably closed all the well, mountains. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this winter, but oh, winter, like the winter coming one. PM. Yeah, I feel like our winter's already over, man. I say it every year, dude. I'm like, let's get a fucking snowboarding trip. Everyone's like, mm, all right, maybe. I'll do it. You, you know how we live now. We we want it, we get it. Dude, that'd be a fun dog strip. Oh, man. You know what would been really great is if uh, we had the beef and beer scheduled. The dad me beef and beer we had on the book somewhere so we could like bravely cancel it for the coronavirus. Uh, Listen, we understand the importance of everyone's safety. Sadly, we have to cancel the dad me beef and beer. Uh, We'll still honor the 50-50 drawing. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) We'd have like seven tons of roast beef to just give away. We'd (laughs) deliver it to families. You ever been to a beef and beer? Yeah, dude, a million. All right, cool. Went to Catholic school yeah. in an Irish neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. I, that's Irish health insurance. <laughs> you fucking lose an arm unhooking a winch from a truck. That's beef and beer. <laughs> we need we need fucking Johnny Doc arm money. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm getting a hanker for some roast beef, even though we just had all that meat. Yeah, dude, that was sick. Nothing beats a juicy roast beef, Tim. I'll tell you. Dipping it in shit. And I, I, I need enough horseradish to fucking burn my sinuses out of my head right now. <laughs> That's the only way I'll feel. We had wasabi earlier. That didn't do it? No, none of that did it. I, I'm legitimately... Dude, That that when I was making a big deal about that Death Stranding video game, we're about to enter that in real life. Everyone's living. Everyone's isolated. In the game, they're all living underground. You all, they don't even answer the door. When you show up, you talk to their hologram. Their hologram comes out of the, out of the door, and yeah. they stay inside. You never, except for like one or two people, you never meet any people in the game. Oh, man. You're only talking to their holograms. And it's so like, you know, visually uh, immersive that you do kind of like, on. The, and then on top of that, you're playing a video game. So it's like, this is like social isolation. Ah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Dude, I want to let in some fat Puerto Rican girl holograms. Can you do that? (laughs) Is that an option in the game? (laughs) It's that stupid delivery, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You would play too much. I know I would, man. I got to get one of the VR headsets, man. I would would be a beating off machine. VR is about to fucking reach the next level. My God, man. (laughs) dude that's how i want to be stuffed when i died like i go going back to that like i I don't want to yeah i don't want to be thrown into the bus anymore like i want to be sat in the corner with a vr headset on with that mound that you bought me just just planted right on my bird they're gonna let me they're gonna let me visit the casket last and i'm gonna or not the casket they're gonna let me visit the uh i don't know the viewing i'm gonna go last and they're gonna have me put the torso on your uh rigor mortis bird 
<laughs> Dude, how has how has nobody come up with a term when like dudes get knocked out and their arms get stuck in front of them? How has no one called that wigger mortis? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just did. <laughs> oh man, there's a good fight at a Wawa on the internet right now, and a dude. Uh, oh, I the, think I saw. Yeah, that. the beginning of it's cut off, but the context is that this dude was rapping and saying his n words in the song, and it's a white guy, and it, it might be another white guy. Is like, bro, stops doing that, and this dude's like. He's basically every old neighborhood dude you see. It's like, don't fucking tell me in my neighborhood, dude. And those dudes can never fight. Mm -hmm. But this dude fucking gets to work. Yeah. And he beats the shit out of this fucking woke Amazon driver uh, in a pretty horrifying way. Like, the guy's legs fold and he lands on his head. But, dude, score one for the fucking old neighborhood retard. (laughs) (laughs) That's the new win one for the Gipper. For real. Dude, I've never seen one of those dudes win a fight in my entire life, and I've seen a lot of them. They they're born to lose fights. <laughs> they're born like those dudes are. They they start like flapping their gums. They're like, they don't fucking do that in my neighborhood, dude. Fucking, I'll calm that. I'll own that. And then like as they're doing that, it's it's always someone just like charging up like the low max super punch out star punch, and they get clocked. And they even make like the punch out noise like. <laughs> when they hit the ground Dude, and it always ends with them trying to regain consciousness and asking for help finding their hat <laughs> <laughs> it's a Miami Heat fitted size 7 and 3 anybody see some change around here too you're lucky dude you're fucking lucky you're fucking lucky I got neighbors on house arrest cause like I fucking I can't get in trouble now dude I got warrants <laughs> That's why I'm not going to hit you back, dude. He's talking to a fucking telephone pole. He's <laughs> blood pouring out of his face. Man. But now that we're socially isolating, we're not going to see any of that shit. Can we Can we get uh, Wigger holograms to come through? <laughs> Just come through and, like, cross us over in our living rooms. Dude, that'd be so... Dude, <laughs> that's my VR. I'm going to stand at virtual bus stops. <laughs> Every morning, <laughs> someone build that. <laughs> when you're working from home, you just VR bus stop every morning. It's late. There's a dude standing in the street to look for the bus. <laughs> Cars are fucking honking at him, swerving. Fucking <coughs> wigger ghost. Wow, it feels like there's really a towel over my shoulder. <laughs> Dude, we got, we got to get a... Uh... The, the next wigger that we know that dies, like, we got to get a, uh, a seance going for him. <laughs> Just find out what he's doing. Later, would be like, well, he, he crossed over. Then we were all like, oh, thank God. But it turns out, it's like, no, you remember Alan Iverson? Like, cro- he, he's crossing over right now. Fuck. Um, you know how the UFC is doing all their events to empty stadiums now? Yeah, I love it. They should do them on buses. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be cool. Like, you don't know who you're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. Just a random guy pops up because they won't open the back door. Bus driver does not stop. <laughs> I've, had, I've had bus drivers keep going during a fight. Wow. Yeah, I, I guess what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Break it up? Yeah, good point. I, would, I don't know. I'd fuck with the brakes. Try to knock them over. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. There should be, like, like a sliming system like Nickelodeon. <laughs> 
It's crazy that people don't get killed more on Sabzo. The wild, the wild shit that happens per minute. Yeah, is been That's the live PD I want to watch. I want to watch Septa live. Ooh, that's a good one, man. Dude, going back to that job that I was talking about, I would have to take two buses to get home every night, and I would have headphones in, and I would still hear people through the headphones having fucking conversations, and I just wanted to fucking kill everybody on that goddamn bus. Yeah, I it's not even real conversations. It, no, it's not. It's yeah. it's nothingness. It's just like one person goes, mm. the other person goes, I know that's right. Like, yep. <laughs> and mm. Yeah. They're and like just... birds. As soon as one starts chirping, it's like, <laughs> all right, I guess we're up. <laughs> it's like ping pong. <laughs> They're just passing mms back and forth. <laughs> mm. I know that's right. Yeah, Ain't I it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how people do fucking public transportation all the time. Dude, 15 years on the uh, Market Frankfurt line. Every oh, day. my God, dude. I don't know how you do it. I'm better for it. Made me humble. Whew. Made me. I'm probably immune to a lot of shit. And I stopped taking it before you could get hepatitis A just from walking walking around <laughs> on it. So, win win. I think the only time I really take it now is when we go up to New York. And even then, that's how we got Corona. By the way, oh, I believe it, dude. Two mega buses to New York in well, January, dude. When we got to Penn Station, I um. I didn't think about it until I, after I had eaten the slice of pizza, but we had did the touchscreen to get our fucking oh, NJ God. Transit tickets, and then we went right to the pizza place, and I did not wash my hands before eating that fucking pizza. And as I finished the pizza, I started licking my fingertips, and it, the thought <laughs> dawned on me, like, fuck, I did not wash my hands before eating this goddamn pizza. God knows what the fuck I got now, so. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was January 29th we did that. So incubation period of a couple weeks. We're gonna be the leaders in the new world, though. We've already survived. <laughs> we're we're getting out, we're gonna get out early. We're gonna be out and about earlier than everybody else. We're gonna set up the the fucking systems. So we'll be the corrupt politicians in charge. We have the backing of the church to take your dogology. <laughs> we our our power is divine. Santa Maria has chosen us. Psh, write it down, dude. We're starting the Bible tonight. <laughs> Have you been hearing confessions since becoming a? Uh, are are you bishop now? I well, I faith healed Andy. That was nice of you. Yeah, Andy Pace. I I laid we I, we all laid hands on him. Oh, that was nice of you across the internet. Yeah, I I I told Santa Maria like, dude, bless bless our boy Andy. Keep him safe. Yeah, pass his affliction on to his enemies. Kill their families. <laughs> <laughs> if their children in those families, kill the children first. Make the parents absorb that loss, and then kill the adults. <laughs> And I gotta feel like it's working. It's good. I mean, it sounds good enough. Yeah, right. He said he was feeling better, so I definitely killed some kids to make him better. What do you have a cold? Uh, he probably had, he probably had COVID. Yeah. Uh. Probably caught it from a Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> Sign off of the internet. You're gonna give it to somebody. <laughs> Man, you made it made a mean cup of tea, Tim. Thank you. This was really delicious. I've been drinking gallons of it every day to soothe my fucking terrible vocal cords. Been working? Yeah. Yeah, but it only works for like, while you're drinking it. As soon as it's over, you're like, you turn back into dry SpongeBob. <laughs> Should see if you can get a TIV right in your throat. Mm. I was going to get a T sponsorship <laughs> when you said that. I want to be sponsored by a company like that so badly. Like T? 
I was trying to get a Cafe Bustello sponsorship for the coffee stream on Sunday morning. Keep hitting them up. I will. I'll show them. I'll show them what we're capable of, dude. What kind of numbers we're going to do. As it stands now, we have the only sponsorship that I really care about. Mm-hmm. And it feels good to be able to stand by it. How's your boners been? I was thinking, like, what, like, remember, remember how on uh, Wayne's World when that uh, the guy from Noah's Arcade bought into the show and they had to do a segment with him every week? Yeah, <laughs> I would love to have. I would love to do a fucking boner chat segment every week. <laughs> like, what could we expect? Because the 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 blue chew is never going to change. But we, <laughs> what what are you going to do with your boner this week? <laughs> well. Exciting developments. There's ex- we got some exciting things going on for my fucking boners. Well, guys, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew, and Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. And if you guys want rock hard birds like Tim and I, go to bluechew.com. Use promo code FATBIRD. And you get a bunch of free stamp samples. All you got to do is pay the five bucks for shipping and they'll hook you up. Dude, that's so, what a fucking funny thing to be able to say. If you want yeah. hard birds like us, or maybe it's not for you. Maybe hard birds aren't for you, dude. You yeah. might not be equipped for them emotionally. Yeah, this is a season where a lot of soft birds are showing their, uh, showing their skin. Showing their true strength. Mm-hmm. It's weak. I'm judging it. Mm-hmm. But, thank, dude. Being able to rely would be like, well, I have a abnormally hard boner. So, yeah, it feels nice to to be judging those and be able to put ribbons on the rock hard birds. Yeah, first place, second place, third, honorable mentions. Dude, it feels like when uh when Mark McGuire used to be able to tell people before games he was going to hit a home run. <laughs> That's why I feel like Mark McGuire bird wise. We're calling our own shots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always pointing to left field. <laughs> <laughs> Go deep left field, all right? If you're going to outplay me, it's not going to happen. Yeah, give it a shot. Uh, Bluetooth.com, promo code FATBIRD. And uh, yeah, dude, fucking rules. You know what's really funny? What? I, I'm loving this effect that we're having is uh, people are not shy about reaching out to me about that. I love it, too. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah, dude, it's a fucking hard bird. <laughs> like, get over it. <laughs> It just feel it just feels cool that people are like, okay, this is a normal thing to talk about. It yeah, is. it is. Nothing weird. We all want fucking hard dicks. It's. I think it's weird to pretend that's not what you're thinking about all the time. Pile of fucking soft meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I know you have no recollection of this, but one time, you and I did a show at a theater in fucking Ambler, Pennsylvania, and we brought my wife and her friend, and my wife's friend was talking about how her grandma uh, was a widower. But she's super happy now, and she's got a new man. And then it was like a feel-good story, and then when the conversation died down, she's like, yeah, she's just so happy. And you said, yeah, it's probably all that soft bird he's hitting her with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something I would say meeting yeah, someone for the first was, time. Man. Yeah, that show was billed as like the dirty show. Uh, yeah, I was, probably, I was probably in character, dude. I considered coming out on stage naked. Yeah? Yeah. But I knew... They would write to the fucking Gazette or whatever the fuck. This is my opener Amber. that night. Was like, dude, I guys, listen up. I can't smell cum. Try me, test me. <laughs> Everyone, come right now. See if I can smell it. Killed. 
<laughs> no, no one liked me on that show. <laughs> it was full of Groupon old people. Yeah. <laughs> they had the dirty show. And then I come out, I'm like, what's up, you fucking retards? Come rules. And they're all just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I did a couple shows there, and two of the shows I did were like comedy, cl- comedy class graduations. And I always go into those shows with a fucking stomachache. Because it feels like, all right, I should be like the best one on the show, but I, there's always that little voice in my head. It's like, you're going to be fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. This is going to fucking suck for you. Who are you to be fucking telling these people anything? Do you ever hear that voice anymore? Not as much. But you just still, it still hits you. Yes, absolutely it does. I don't think you can ever fully get rid of it. I don't think so either. And I think that's where the importance of accountability and having people around you that are going to fucking help build you up and help keep you on track with what you're fucking working towards comes in. Yeah. Yeah, that shit doesn't go away, man. Yeah. I think the thing that you really have control over is how often you fucking let that voice become amplified. But yeah, it's definitely not nearly as loud as it used to be because that shit used to dominate. That that was my internal thought 24-7. Yeah, you're not funny. Not funny. You're fucking fat. You're fucking, fucking gay, dude. You yeah, suck at this. All that shit. Your fucking boner's not that hard. Yeah, man. You can smell cum. Other people can't. <laughs> you're, you're, dude, you're probably beating yourself up with it. How often do you think you hear that now? Well, uh, not as much as before, certainly. I think I probably still get hit with it more than you do. Um, But, again, it's like there. I have a healthier part of my brain now, especially after starting all this shit. Where it's like I'm aware I'm aware that sometimes I'm gonna think that I fucking suck dick mm-hmm. and I'm not funny. I sometimes I I literally start my day thinking like I can't believe I'm even trying to be funny ever mm. because it's I'm absolutely not funny. And on top of that, I'll and then I'll go further and like not only am I not funny, I'll cu- I'll cut myself off from like mitigating the damage. I'll be like I'm not only am I not funny, I'm also not interesting. I fucking stink. Uh yeah, that's a that's a big one for me too. Yeah. Dude, when I was coming here to pick you up tonight, I was listening to a clip of Dan Carlin on Rogan, and he had mentioned the idea that or the possibility that every person only has a finite amount of ideas that they're capable of uh putting out uh, of not only that will come to them, but then they can act upon. And I don't believe that, but just the thought of that fucking scared the shit out of me Mm. because I wasn't like I was just leaving work and I was fucking tired and I wasn't at my strongest mentally and that got me thinking like fuck like what if I don't fucking say anything funny tonight what if I don't say anything interesting because I get those a lot too you're never gonna that problem dude dude well thank you for saying that but I mean that's a constant thing and Mm. no matter what I've done or or what things I've said that, that have been funny I always there's always that thought and it's especially any time I'm about to do something f- where, that I know is going to be fun, whether it's a show or a podcast, there's going to be that little voice where that starts to seep in. Like, you'll you'll never say anything funny again. You're not going to be interesting. And there's times where it's just like, fuck, maybe that's right. Yeah, I'm always waiting for people to catch up. Like, I'm always waiting for people like, oh, this wasn't funny this whole time. Yep. This sucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that imposter syndrome shit is, is, is very real for me. Yeah. But... Dude, I, 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 I preach this in uh, also in jujitsu all the time. I tell people in I'm a purple belt now, dude. I've got a little bit of a ever hear mm-hmm. of that ever hear of a fucking purple belt, mm-hmm. dude. But I tell people that uh, ever 
it, it varies, but on average, every third week of training for me feels like I've never been good at it and I'm never going to improve. Without a doubt. And I can't, I can't get rid of that, but now that I, I recognize the pattern, I can feel those weeks. I can feel myself settling into those weeks, and sometimes I can turn it around, but even if I can't, even if I, I have to accept the rut, I'm like, dude, I understand. This is a rut. It will end. Yep. All I have to do is see it through, and just by you know keeping up my level of like work ethic and dedication, it can't fail. I can't fail. So sometimes it's just a matter of letting time pass and you know letting your brain chemistry catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, other times it's uh, you know just taking too many fucking beatings. Yeah, I've personally I feel like a big part of my any development that I've made, especially in the past few years has been the realization that I'm not going to succumb to thoughts and emotions because that was a big one for a very long time for me. It's like the second a negative thought or a negative emotion was felt, it would just derail me. It would fucking tire days up. It would be days, multiple days, sometimes weeks, where it would just dictate how I functioned. And that's one thing that I'm hyper-conscious of now is, is not letting that shit. It's kind of like like babysitting. It's like you're seeing like a little version of yourself being like, mm, it's like, you're not going to do this. It's just like, yeah, I might not. And it's like doing that thing anyway. Yeah, this is, it's all just negative projections, projections, dude. Yeah. Like maybe some, maybe some of it's like coming from an internal place, but a lot of it is, uh, and this is the dude, this is the microdosing, uh, you know, holy man, church of sacred dogology. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of, uh, negative vibes that I, impose upon myself are just uh the vibes that i'm picking up from other people Mm. and uh, or vibes that i'm allowing them to project onto me and uh that's a big that's a big uh motivator to get like super fucking negative useless people out of your life Mm -hmm. they'll use up all your fucking good feelings and they'll replace them with bad ones and i think too like a big part of why I feel like a lot of those emotions and thoughts have popped up, especially recently is because, you know, people, people have been listening to us and it can be shocking to see like, Oh, this many people listen today. Like, all right, well this many people are fucking sign up for the Patreon and there's guilt in that. And then there's also, it's like a self-defense mechanism saying like, okay, well if people are starting to fucking enjoy like what you're putting out, What's going to happen next? The bottom's going to fall out inevitably, right? And I think that self-defense mechanism kicks in saying like, all right, fucking cut your losses now. Get lost. Get back to doing nothing because there was no danger in that. Yeah. And the recognition of that is a big part in just saying like, okay, I'm just not going to fucking succumb to this shit. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I think things are going to keep continuing to improve. Dude, is this a cultural thing or is this like a uh, instinctual, like a brain chemistry thing where it's like, so along those lines, I'm like, uh, well, I can't look at the numbers anymore. I can't look at the number of people that listen to us. I can't go into the Apple uh, statistics and she and see how much, like, time collectively has been listened to. Um, it's just like you know the length of each podcast multiplied by the number of listeners. Mm-hmm. I can't look at that because I'm just like there has to come a point where every single one of these people will be like, this has all been shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're all just waiting to find out that this has been shit the whole time. Yeah. I dude, fake feelings. It's not real, but yeah. it's a landmine I'm laying for myself. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I had a good point to make from that, and I got stuck on the negative part. I got stuck on the problem. What the fuck was I? <laughs> what was I gonna do with that? 
anyway, the dogs that fucking hit us with positive feedback definitely mitigates that. And uh, I don't know. It, it, I feel a little bit less stressed out not following the numbers so closely. I'm, I, I feel like I'm glued to that shit. Like, I, I love seeing it. And a big part of that is because the very first time where I felt success in anything that I've done was when I used to write Terrible Dad blog. There was like one day where um, a blog I wrote about shitting myself in Office Depot, I put that up. And then within like a couple of days, it was getting like hundreds of thousands of views. And I would constantly refresh the the WordPress app. And every time I did it, it would just be like hundreds more. And it was the first time I felt validation in anything I had done creatively. Well, and I couldn't make... get enough of it. Yeah. Well, that validation is important. Mm-hmm. That's why we share our goals with each other in our yeah. men's group. Yeah. Not men's group. It just happens to be men in our goals group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we set aside time to share our fucking trophies with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the work that I've been putting in and you guys have been holding me accountable to has paid off in this way or this way. And it fucking rules. Yeah, it does. But it, it's nice to have clear indications of progress. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's a lot of a lot of what has derailed me on shit before. Where logically I could feel like, okay, like I'm doing this and I'm heading toward that, which is a goal. But when you have something where you can pinpoint actual definitive progress it's hard to let that weak part of your mind trick you out of thinking you're not progressing. True. True. Yeah, it's a battle. It's a battle back and forth. Like, I, I, I can bounce back and forth between the the two sides, the two internal perspectives all night. Just being aware of it. That's all. Just an awareness that the fucking, the naysayer in your head is... Like you have to, you have to remember that that's that's the counterpoint to your success. That's the counterpoint to your, you know, ability to achieve the things that enrich your life. Um, and you don't have to listen to it. One thing that I'm starting to appreciate more, and to start to digest from more of like an observable standpoint as opposed to a direct hit, is that when we become aware of like people talking shit or people just not liking us or people like unsubscribing from the Patreon. It used to be like just fucking like a body blow. Mm. But I feel like one thing that, that I was consciously working on and still am and that it's starting to get easier is just viewing that as just being like, okay, that's part of this. It's going to happen. You know, you you can't fucking please everybody and it's fine. And sometimes people are just going to say shit just because they're going to say shit. Yeah. I don't think it indicates anything. Yeah. I'm not doing I'm not doing anything for haters. Hmm. <laughs> not doing shit for them, including the including the fucking the content. The content's not for haters. <laughs> I they don't exist to me. I don't participate. Dude, speak yeah, you know what? Can I shout out a dog real quick? Yeah, go ahead, man. I want to shout out a dog on the Reddit fucking Luke the Duke. The dude fucking got got lost. He got lost in the negative projections, dude. They were hitting him hard, and it it was it was obvious. And the dude, the dude righted the ship. Yeah, and I gave he, him a lot of credit, man. Dude, he he fucking he reached out to fucking dogs. He was like, and this dude, we've been talking about this from day one. We've been talking about like how every every dog has the ability to form like a fucking healthy circle around themselves, and then they grow those circles, and then the dogs 
individual circles start bumping into each other and then suddenly it's like oh cool we've got a fucking sizable group of fucking dogs not just not participating in that fucking corny bullshit that dictates people's lives and uh i don't know he was just a dude who fucking reached out to dogs got the fucking positive feedback that anyone looking for it deserves and dude I don't know. It just sounds like shit could start working out for a dude who fucking needs it. Yeah, I really give him a lot of credit, man. And I don't think he needed to do that, but I really admired that he did do that. And it says a lot about um, the people that are, are fucking involved in all this. You know, all the dogs that are fucking listening. There's so many fucking good people that are just just so great at just making... Like every fucking every every fucking group, whether it's Reddit or Facebook or fucking, you know, Discord, pe- yeah, Discord, Twitch, yeah, everything, everything in there, just making that what it is, which is a fucking cool place to fucking hang out and just talk about anything, and a lot of times too, you know, it's it's very vulnerable, fucking intense shit that people can fucking work through and just move on because there's times where like you know you might say something that you regret. But because you don't feel comfortable enough to be in a situation where you could vocalize that, it'll just, you know, fucking drag you down and just be a total fucking unnecessary weight. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was very cool that not only that he apologized, you know. No, dude, you wouldn't even need to talk about apologize. It's not necessary. It's not needed. Dude, the dude made the, the positive moves. He did. He did. Yeah. He he did everything right. And also, I was very impressed, like, with the way that, like, people were just like, yeah, dude, no no fucking big deal. Because it wasn't. The, to me, those responses were obvious. To me, like, seeing seeing a dude be like, yo, dude, shit's not going my way. What's up with you dudes? And uh, everyone being like, all right, huddle. It was a huddle, dude. They huddled. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking sick. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Man, that ruled. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Austin Feinauer. Um, He sent me a message last week saying that um, he's been having some medical issues. And he was finally able to walk without the aid of crutches or a cane for the first time in a year. I did that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I healed him, dude. That was really nice. There's a crippled did. child you, somewhere in Guatemala. You didn't have to do that. Well, you but, know, I wanted that for him. Congratulations. You're welcome. <laughs> is that is that crippled kid able to smell cum, though? <laughs> yeah, someone did that to me. I was cursed. <laughs> someone took my ability to smell cum. They gave it to my enemies. <laughs> the old switcher goo. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many times in my life someone's just ended. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your shout out. No, but uh, um, he's just a super supportive guy, very positive, and just a super cool motherfucker. And I'm glad he's with us. And I'm, I'm there's so many fucking cool people. Like, I feel like the second like we we start putting names out there of cool people doing cool shit, it's just a a bunch of other names flood into my fucking brain. So yeah. we could fucking sit here all night just shouting out all the cool people who listen to this podcast, man. But you know, please just know that, you know, you are what makes this fun for Tim and I. And you're, you know, even before this fucking podcast got started, like there were so many people that were just saying nice things to us just because we had said we were going to fucking start this. Yeah. Yeah, it can't be, can't be overstated. But the point is fucking can't, can't say it enough, even week to week, even repeating it week to week, do fucking cool shit. Stop fucking waiting. Dude, the next the next two weeks, if you are being quarantined, and in the United States, I think almost everyone's going to be quarantined. 
everyone who's quarantined in the next two weeks. I, I, I totally understand that there's a lot of financial hardship involved. Maybe there's not. Maybe you're, maybe your salary and you're working from home and you got some time to fuck off. In the next two weeks, discover how after you finish like enough work to not get fired day to day, dedicate some time. Like don't don't fire up Netflix. Don't fire up like a, a fucking bingeable TV show. Dedicate some time. Just like I'm not in my office right now. If this was my day to do exactly what I want to do, what kind of shit would I be doing? Like obviously, like maybe think about like a, a way to you know earn money for yourself. But like imagine imagine what your day would be like day to day if you were doing cool shit that you were actually interested in. And finding a way to like, you know, monetize it or generate some sort of income from it. It gets a lot easier when you're not actually at your job. I don't know. That's how I'm living. I can't fucking wait for these two weeks, man. Yeah, you're you're off off. fucking shit, man. Dude, I'm I'm in the middle of a couple books. Like it's so hard for me to finish books. I just get started on a million different books and then I don't fucking finish them, but now I have the fucking time and I can't fucking wait, man. What are you gonna read? Um there's a book that I bought that Tommy had recommended that I'm about halfway through now, and tomorrow I'm just going to finish it. It's called Frank Sinatra in a Blender. I oh, I started it, and then I put it off for a while, but I'm going to finish it. I really like it. And then I got, I'm going to finish Jocko Willing's book, Stream Ownership, and then this other one. I've been listening to the audio version, but I, I, I wanted the print version because I enjoyed it so much. It's called Showtime by uh, a sports biographer named Jeff Perlman, I think his name is. It's just super fucking entertaining. Um, but also, I had outlined um, my next book a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to fucking dig deeper into that and just crank that out because I want to have it ready for the summer. You're going to be fucking clacking the keys on that one? Well, I, I can't wait, buddy. Dude. Yeah, once I get started, man, I feel like the key is always like stopping the procrastination just to get fucking started because with, with both the books that I wrote, once I got going, it all feel, it felt like it came very easy. I feel like that fucking Kermit gif. <laughs> uh, can you can you tell us what your next book is going to be? Can you tell us anything about it? Um, I don't feel comfortable laying out a storyline yet, but I just want to say it's a uh, it's about a wigger who's down on his luck, <laughs> and he takes his fate into his own hands to change his luck. Get me Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Dude, you got you got to write it, adapt it to a screenplay. Who's the who's the big wigger in Hollywood right now? Who do they get every time you need a wigger? Channing Tatum, I think, was a yeah. good one. That's, that's just who you're. Imagining. I always get that name. Is it Channing Tatum or Tatum Channing? It's Channing Tatum. Okay, I think he would be a very good wigger because he's like kind of like John Cena light. True. John Cena's pretty funny too, though. He is. I like when he combs his hair to the side. That upsets me. I don't know what I'm looking at when that <laughs> happens. What, why is that? What is he doing? It feels like he's going to court. So, so weird. So weird, dude. That's a first grade haircut, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> it's really upsetting to look at. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought it would become obvious what that is. Maybe someone knows. Maybe I sound like an idiot talking about shit I don't know. But that John Cena haircut is fucked up. Um. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know when I'm going back to work. Mostly gonna be just fucking hanging out in my house, playing fucking Call of Duty Warzone, dominating, playing fucking Goose Game with my wife. You know about Goose Game on Twi- on Switch? 
Oh, it's a Switch game? Yeah. I thought it was like a, a porking thing you guys do. No, but not a bad idea. No, it's just you're a goose with like a checklist of shit to do. And I just watch her play the entire game beginning to end. We just sit on the couch and just watch her play fucking goose game. What's her goose do? I like steal shit from people. It's mischief. Oh. It's a mischief game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a lot of that. Drink a lot of tea. Avoid fucking the outdoors or avoid crowds. Take the virus seriously. Mm-hmm. And burn my dead family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it a point these next two weeks to just do whatever the fuck you want. Do some good shit for yourself. Have fun. Nothing fucking matters. Dude, when you like when you first start imagining what your what your fucking life would look like doing cool shit, it's almost like uh I don't know, like in a movie where someone's like told not to look. Oh, and like Lord of the Rings when they tell him not to look into the fucking crystal ball thing mm-hmm. and he sneaks a peek and he's like, Oh, he's gotta look away. It does get scary, man. It gets like that. When you imagine like cool shit in your life and you being the person responsible for being able to do the cool shit, it's like looking in, like I think it's called like the Palantir or something like that. You're like, oh, you got to pull your eyes up. You got to avert your gaze. Can we save the rest of this conversation for the Patreon? Yeah, we're at uh, an hour 12 anyway. We should hit a break and switch over to the Patreon. Yeah, go to uh, the patreon.com, Dad Meat Podcast. Um, you could fucking get access to all our fucking Patreon content for a dollar a month, whatever the fuck you want to give us. Um, yeah, if you're not on there already, there's a ton of great shit, and we're we're pushing really hard right now. We're at 477 patrons, and we're trying to push rules. it to 500 this month. And it's as little as it's whatever you want, but it's as little as a dollar. And there's a fucking ton of great shit on there already, especially some of the more detailed shit about us running our fucking programs. Yeah, thank you guys for signing up. Um, help us get there. We need fucking 23 people to get to 500, and it really would do a lot for our autism. For you guys to get us there, yeah, I just need to see that number. Um, but, but yeah, it dude. really soothed my fucking autism. <laughs> yes, yeah, I can't smell tism either. You know what? Let's move over to the Patreon. All right, love you, dogs. Love see you, you on the Patreon.